All right, Sam. Welcome to After Blast. Thank you for following up with me on our first interview we did for White Sandy Noise podcast several months ago. I'm forgetting one, but um, it was a good while ago. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you sitting down with me again to answer more questions and tell more. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's, it's awesome to be back. These have been like crazy. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And w- crazy w- as in, like, the whole spectrum of them has just been like, <laughs> like turned into like a phenomenon suddenly. It's pretty cool. Cool. Thanks. What, what, what kind of response have you uh, gotten from the episode? Has there been any sort of like effect or reaction just out of curiosity from people? Um, close friends hilariously just kept joking about how they didn't realize I was that smart. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) but, uh, but I just came, I thought I just came across as like a swearing sailor through the whole thing, but, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, that's just joking around and all that kind of shit. But, uh, I mean, in my universe, not a lot. Of craziness. I mean, I think I joked with you that my merch sales fucking went crazy. Did they? Good. Which I guess is the point of all this kind of shit. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Weird way. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's true. I I, mean, I, I, don't... Yeah, I, mean, I love I love uh, you know it's for me it's you know obviously all about the ideas and all that kind of stuff. But if it can spread the ideas, merch wise and everything, then. That is cool. I try to be more. Con- I, I wish I could be more conscious of that because it's like it's definitely best to team it up with like a time when someone's just releasing something or like, you know, like that. And I guess that's how that is how it works in the podcast world. I I'm kind of naive to it because like when I'm like, like I don't know, like I'm random music podcast. I'm like, oh, this guy's like on his podcast right now. Like that's kind of random. Yeah. Like he's on six different podcasts in like a week. Wonder why that is. And it's like, oh, because he's got a new album out. Like of course, like it's. <laughs> It's, a market, it's, you know, it's like a, it's one it's one of those things too where it's just like I mean fortunately I've had the opportunity to be able to pontificate lots about what I do and my ideas and all that kind of shit and then to be able to like do it you know w- with a moving face or whatever yeah so yeah I was just getting tons of the usual like oh I had no idea that was his it was at, like after that that documentary the tights worship documentary it was like right. you know a lot of it was like oh fuck like. I thought he just turned his gear on and let it, you know, like I didn't know he did all that other shit, you know? And then this interview was even more of that. So it was just like, you know, like people like, Oh fuck. Like I didn't know he thinks about shit like that. You know what I mean? So so I think that's ultimately what is helpful, but then it's more like, like, Oh fuck. Maybe I should check out the Gamzati CD or whatever. Right. 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 For sure. I didn't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's good because yeah, I mean, it's like oh, that's <laughs> that's why he makes the big bucks, so to speak. Like that's why, you know, that for everyone, well, it's obviously, like I obviously don't make the big buck, but, but no, of course, but figuratively but, you know, speaking, I mean, but it, 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 it's helpful. Like with any of these interviews, you know, like I think during all of this, you've made a lot of those newer guys into a cult, like a cult following already, and I think it's because of these podcasts, you know, like Star I, and Fuchs, like all that. Those guys, you know, and the, and yeah. Bill and everything. Yeah. I think the way that I'm hearing, I mean, I'm not deep in it, but the way that I'm hearing conversations around those guys now, and I think yeah. it's because of this fucking podcast. 
I don't know if that's it's that. It's that culminated with like people like the material, but it's just like, how come every fucking second podcast with Oscar, those five names come up, you know, and I it's get- like, and then you hear it and then it, and then it, you're just like, Oh, that's why Jesus Christ, you know? Like, yeah. And I think, I don't know, this is, it's obviously, I, I don't know. That's just my take from this, this, this podcast so far as you can build little cult following, because I don't think a lot of people would be like, if they didn't know, you know, like Will's interview was fucking Will. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people haven't met Will, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and they're like, what is that guy's deal? You know, like, like, yeah, I want to listen to what the fuck that guy makes. Cause you're not putting, like, you're not putting a lot of, uh, samples up of the work. Right. So, which I think is a good thing too, in a weird way. Yeah forces people to find it but yeah i think that's a good example you know and then I think like, it's true but i i do think i do think with the the situation the case that you're talking about like the the star robert fuchs etc kind of thing i think they had their own kind of thing and you froze a bit i would say cult well before then and i mean i've even asked i mean I, i'm on i mean regular contact with star, but he's, he's refused to be, on, and he, he's, de- he's declined to be on it already. So, I mean, for example, I think in general, I think it does help people just, you know, be aware of artists and remember certain artists too. Like, Oh shit, that dude, like that dude's shit was awesome. I remember that dude. I haven't seen him or heard from him in a while. And like, that's, I, yeah. I mean, and that's the goal. I mean, that's the goal. So that's cool. Um, so, I guess now going, getting to you and, and, and some of the other things that you do, I, a little bird told me that you're also like heavily into skiing. I know you're into skateboarding, that you're also into skiing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I'd be a, I'd be a poser to, to say that I do it enough, but, uh, I grew up, my parents, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was lucky enough growing up that my parents had a ski cabin. So, nice. So we were up at the, the ski hill like every every weekend. So all the way up till I was like early adulthood, yeah, because we always had cabins around. But anyways, so yeah, so I almost treated skiing because we also grew up on a lake. So I water skied a lot too, like cool. a lot, and I got yeah. pretty fucking good at that too, like slalom cool. skiing. But we, but of course, Mike, my my brother Mike and I thought of it more as like almost utilitarian because this yeah. is just what we, <laughs> this is what we do because we live on the lake. Yeah. This is what we do because we're at the ski hill, you know, but yeah. So, but we might got really good at snowboarding and then I got like crazy fucking good at skiing and then, but like, and then just like, um, got really, really used to being really fucking scared a lot. You know, so, you know, we would go to other mountains and we'd hike all those shoots and cool wars and all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, yeah, just get ourselves in trouble, like all the fucking time. Like it was crazy. And, <laughs> and it was neat because, um, a while ago, my brother had a stag and he thought it'd be hilarious if a bunch of the, all of our original guys from back in those days went up and spent a week, like a straight edge stag. So we spent a week up at, at the original ski hill. Wow. And and since then, like the one that we we grew up at, and since then, uh, uh, our good friends that also had a cabin up there, 
basically own half of it now, like own one of the, the hotels and like own like one, one of the bars. So that made the trip really easy, but it was funny as hell. I think it's on Instagram, but I just said there was like this, this one cliff called Attridge Cliff and every, every year throughout the year, there, it'd be different sizes based on the amount of snow and everything like that. But it was a good, like 25, 30 foot cliff. I don't know. It was pretty big, but it would change like all the time. But anyways, that was like, kind of like from little kids, not little kids, but that was like our go-to, like, okay, we're going to fucking Attridge Cliff. Like it's on this super steep part of the mountain. And then it's got this cliff like carved out of it. And it's got this really sketchy entrance and all this kind of shit. But anyways, so I thought it'd be hilarious to just be like, I don't even want to warm up when we get to the stag. I want to like, just go to Attridge Cliff on the first day. <laughs> and I just did And Mike and them like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, no, dude, we got to go full bore, man. Like we're going straight to, and we're like, it was hilarious because we got off on this one lift and we forgot that you have to like hike. And we're all just standing at the top of the hill, just like, oh God, like, you know, it's like early and super and whatever. And we're just like, Anyway, so we, and then we're, yeah, a little bit of an argument about where it is. <laughs> like, no, it's over there. Anyways, and then, <laughs> so anyway, so then we finally find it. And then Mike and this other good friend of ours, George, um, who's also a filmmaker and like a ex uh, pro skateboarder, he, uh, they just got their, ca- their camera phones out instantly. And they're just like, fuck it, right? So I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And then like, yeah, and then it, it, yeah, there's a video of, of it on Instagram. And I just ate shit like super bad. I hit this little tree and took it out and like brought it down the hill with me. And oh my god, but it was so awesome. And then the rest of the trip, I was like kind of fucked up. But that's kind of my style though too. I'll just do yeah. super <laughs> dumb at the starting. But yeah, that was but yeah, it was cool. And then we went back and did it again. That was the best. And I ate shit even harder. Wow. But. Anyways, but you can like, I mean, so skiing is like extra dangerous though, right? You can die from that shit pretty easily. Oh yeah. Because what was neat was that near the, the end of the trip, my brother and I were like, um, because I was just addicted because of my whole deal is I don't, I just want to be, I want to be on something so fucking steep that I can only step turn. Like I can't actually like ski ski, you know, and, um, and, uh, or jump turn. And, uh, and, uh, so anyway, so Mike and I, by, by the end of the trip, we were, you know, we're finally just like looking at the maps and stuff and we're like, oh fuck, let's go back here. I know that this run is super sketchy, you know? And then because years ago, the ski mountain that we grew up at silver star opened up the back of the mountain about halfway through us growing up there. And that opened up a whole sketchy world of just like, you can see the whole run, like through the tips of your skis and all this kind of shit. And then so anyway, so we went there and then I remember just being like, you know, we're doing it. And, you know, and I was like proud of myself. I'm like, fuck, it's been over 20 years and I can just do this still, you know, like, like riding a bike. But, uh, but, um, yeah, anyways, about halfway down the hill, I'm just like, I fucking, oh my God, I forgot how invigorating it is to be scared. Like to like sincerely be fucking scared. Like if you, yeah. if you fuck up one turn, you roll for like hundreds and hundreds of feet. To, to the bottom, you know what I mean? And then, uh, so when I got home, I was just like, I'm like, okay, I'm old enough now that I just want to like, I just want to like really get into this hard. So over the last year, I've been kind of buying all the gear slowly so I can just do the 
backcountry high hiking and all that kind of stuff, but more in like the spring and summer and everything. So I've already got all these maps and charts and everything of all these like sketchy ass spots I want to hit and just doing tons of homework. But so hopefully I get off my ass in this year. I know that my brother and I want to go up to uh, a mountain this winter because I found a couple of runs up there that you have to hike up to that look scary as fuck. Like just not cool, <laughs> but Damn. I want I want to fucking do them. I mean, it's just like when you're perched up there and you're just kind of like your feet are like like this, and you're just sliding, you know. And you're I don't know. It's just I guess it's like a fifty degree angle, like forty five fifty de- degree angle. Okay, is what we're aiming for all the time. And wow. then the guys that are like really fucked up in France and everything, they can get up like sixty. Can't remember, but uh, Jesus. But but anyways, yeah, it's just it's just the best thing ever. I remember once, like, I wasn't even that young. I must have been like nineteen, twenty, and I remember being up at Red Mountain, and there's some cool bars up there, like shoots sh- 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 that you have to hike up to. And I remember just like, I don't know how many. You know, oh, sorry, stupid sorry. weekly update. Anyways, um. I I don't it's I don't know how many people get to experience like being. Like, I remember making it halfway down the chute, and no one else wanted to come with me, so they all just kind of went down ahead, and the chute had a corner, you know? And I'm just kind of like, I knew people skied this thing, but so but you couldn't see through the corner because it's about, you know, all the rocks on each side, and both of my tips and my skis are dragging down the rocks, like, on each side, and then, and then I'm just like... Like, and then it turned out that the corner was actually another little cliff before it turned into the chute again. And I remember just being there and just being like stuck and just being like, okay, I finally fucked myself. You know, like, I know what it's like. Do you think you're going to die or something or? No, not die, but like, I, there's, how am I going to fucking get out of this and not roll down a hill for a thousand feet, you know, like, yeah. (laughs) yeah for some dumb reason i never think about death but it's just like but i'm also but i mean i've been in horrific like motorbike accidents and traffic and all that kind of shit so i know what it's like to like but i don't know because of skateboarding just being hurt and bmxing and skateboarding just being hurt repeatedly Mm -hmm. like luckily i've never been had an injury that put me in the hospital for months or whatever but it's just Mm -hmm. like I think you get so used to it that you're like, you know, you're going to walk away from it, you know, but right. anyway, yeah, it's just, and then, you, but when I was back during the stag, I was like, where I was just like, you know, like old man moment, just sitting halfway down one of the runs and just like <laughs> contemplating life and shit. <laughs> and you're like, you know, and you're just like, like, I, I need this fear in me a few yeah. times you know, and it, yeah. it just seems like skiing's the easiest way to get yourself in a lot of trouble, real trouble. Yeah. Where it's a little harder with skateboarding and BMX. I mean, it's, you can do it, but it just seems when, you know, when you've got like the fucking Alpine environment and no one can save you and, you know, it's an, and all, and all that kind of shit. But when you're at a skate park and you're dropping in on some 12 foot ramp and you know how to do it, it's fine and you know if you get fucked up an ambulance is going to be there in five minutes right but it's like anyways i don't know it was just cool yeah so i mean i'm not i'm not going to say i ski all the time because i don't but 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 i did did ski for i like every fucking weekend for 20 over 20 years and it was like 
And I want to get, yeah, and the stag was hilarious as fuck, and I want to, yeah, and it just kind of triggered me to be like, I'm just hoping that in the next few years, people are going to start seeing weird little pictures popping up of me in a lot of trouble. Anyway. <laughs> do you, do you wear like, do you wear like the Rita patches or anything like that, or any like, like identifying? Seriously, like- if you, if you watch when we went up for that stag, it was like almost spring. So the weather was, the snow was still really good, but the weather was getting a little warmer. So I just fully wore a flannel jacket with a big skullscape patch on the back. <laughs> So you look like you, yeah, I looked like I was, but I mean, but back in the day when we skied that mountain, like if you were the guys just doing jumps all fucking day and like launching cliffs and shit, you all skated like you, I mean, you all dressed like, like a rat pack, you know, yeah. you weren't wearing all the expensive gear and shit you were wearing like, and the best was when like, cause I was young enough that there was tons of headbangers around. Right. <laughs> and a lot of the headbangers I grew up with in the Okanagan were good at skiing. And they would just rock it like some like so some like nights when we'd all get on a bus after school and go night skiing, which was a huge thing too. Cool, making out with girls all night and the butt like it was fucking the best. But anyways, on the ski lifts and shit, like Hot Dog the movie, but real. But um, <laughs> anyways, those guys would just rock jeans and a and a flannel jacket like it was badass yeah. jean jackets and shit. But that was like their. Steez. <laughs> people joke about it, but it was real. Like it was, I don't know. So anyway, so I was just kind of like when we went on this trip. Uh, Mike, fortunately, you know, he's had so many. He can't go anywhere without getting stuff for free, no matter what the industry is. It seems, but sure. Like I. So anyway, so then, but anyway, so he was all decked out on all the the latest and greatest shit, and then I was just yeah. wearing, like, I think I was wearing my ski pants from the day, which was sick. yeah, wow. And then lay a flannel jacket with a big skullscape back pitch. Dude, that'd be myself. sick if you really started, like, I mean, if you really started doing it in kind of in a, not a performative way, but, like, in a way where, like, you were, like, stepping out and, like, it was, like, the Rita, you kind of in the similar way to the, the way the, the, the bear called guys skate. Like, they make it a an event oh, yeah, and, yeah. They, and they I mean, aestheticize that's... it very, they aestheticize it very much. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's the other thing. I mean, I've already kind of like kind of like hinted about it a little bit because I just did that tape for uh, Taylor. Um, her her shell the sh- sh- yes. shoot. I, you know, I've been getting my hands on a lot of uh, really specialized backcountry gear that's made for hiking. So the mm-hmm. soles of the boots like are softer and they you know they mm-hmm. move like a real like a boot boot. Anyway, so I, I was using all those to like kind of just do like a. And I've just been reading about tons of fucking deaths on the mountain and like women's deaths on the mountains and just like all these tragedies and stuff. And then like, but equating it with like, and then obviously pulling like women's boot fitting is a giant deal. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, and then of course equating that with ballet point shoe fitting and, and, and there's 8 million videos online of like, how you fit a woman's foot with a ski boot, which is even gnarlier than a point shoe. Like it's just like every little thing and pad and foam they can add to their feet. And it's just like, and their arch and like their, their calf and everything. And then, and then it always, and a lot of that always kind of ends up in the, 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 the romantic, not in a positive way, obviously, but the romantic idea of tragedy, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, and then you would equate that with ballet and point and injury and all this kind yeah. of stuff. So 
and then yeah, things that I've experienced like ha- like hands on. But so right away, I'm just like, okay, I want to get into this. So yeah, so all of those sounds were all just like mic gear moving, flexing, killer, and everything. But yeah, of course, it'd be amazing as fuck to like, um, you know, you know, just document bring, it. So yeah, bring some sort of recording equipment up there and everything. So, like, you know, especially if I'm just, because, you know, everywhere that I want to go is just going to be hard-packed ice, snow, and rock, and all that kind of shit. Because I don't want to get into, like, tons of the avalanche training and all that kind of stuff. So, so uh, but, but yeah, but I mean, but also you getting get great old, sound sources from that, really, from no, your own. To, totally insane. But it's just scheme, like, that would already, be amazing. I've already kind of messed with it a little bit from just people's videos online. There's obviously tons of videos with no. A lot of the skiing videos, uh, a lot. Some of them are really smart. Where it's like if they want to portray what it's like to be on the verge of death, going down some couloir in fucking in France, you know, it, it's they, they just won't put music on it or anything, and then you get almost like a complete POV of some guy sponsored by Solomon or whatever. This is doing some shoot that no one's done yet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And all those sounds are incredible. Like all the breathing and the, yeah. I mean, I'm sure everyone's doing GoPro recordings nowadays, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. But I mean, but it gets weird though. It's like, I've got, but then there's this, this whole other side of it where I've got like, I've got all these friends that are getting older and it just getting, you probably understand this, but it gets to the point where it's just like, can you fucking do anything in your life without documenting it, dude? <laughs> they ask you that or you think that about no, them? No, me. It's like me. It's yeah. like you'll be, on, you'll be on fucking social media and you'll just be like, just be like, it gets to the, well, because I haven't, I don't really go on Instagram anymore. I just want to yeah. kind of treat it officially like a flyer. Yeah. And if people really know me well and they're good, close friends, they'll just email me or fucking right. call my phone, you know? But yeah. it just gets embarrassing. It, you know, it's kind of like, to the point where you're like, okay, you know, a lot of the my ex skateboard friends are into doing other activities now, right? Like, right, bicycle touring or or motorbiking and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And it's like, and and, but it just it gets to the point where it's like, would you even do it if you weren't documenting it? Sure, yeah, you know, like. Like to the where like, dude, I dare you to fucking do a whole year of all of your new interests without documenting it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it is. So, it, so right away when I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I wanna, I wanna do all this, this skiing stuff, and it's just like, and then right away I'm like, oh yeah, I'll fucking take a picture at the top of the hill and all this kind. Of, but then it's just like, well, who are you doing it for? You know, like. Right. It's one of those weird things. I understand that, but I I, th- I think there's a difference between documenting it like, hey, look what I'm doing, guys, and documenting it in the sense of like recording sound source for your work. Yeah, and like nuance and all. I mean, there's yeah, there's I mean, there is a lot of nuance there, but it's I guess it's just now I've got all this kind of like, I'm I'm going to do it. I'm not not going to do it because oh, I love the aesthetic. A lot of those weird little spots, yeah. right? So, and then, um, but yeah, it's just hilarious how as you get older, you're just kind of like, why the fuck are you? doing this if it's not for yourself you know like, right yeah it's a strange it's a really strange time we're in just in, i don't know yeah. that's 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 a really but it's weird like thing. yeah and it just gets to the point where it's like are people doing anything 
with it. But I think that the, because it gets, and again, I'm not, not guilty of it too, you know, but it's all of us are, I guess, but it's like when you, it gets to the point where it's, if everything you fucking do is always in the back of your head, you know, it's going to be documented. It's going to be like you're on a reality TV show. Yeah. And you're going to, it's like that old argument where you're watching like a Frederick Wiseman documentary, you know, and you're just kind of like, this is the closest fucking thing to real documentary you're ever going to see total fly on the wall and everything. But even that 10% of consciousness of somebody watching, knowing that they're being filmed by Wiseman and his crew, it's like, yeah. you're going to be a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> you're for not sure. going to be 100% natural. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. We, yeah, exactly. And it curates, we all have, I mean, everyone then curates their everything. There's so much heavier and censors themselves so much heavier just in terms of editing how they're behaving or what, you know, what they do. And I mean, also the nowadays concerts, everyone has their phone out. Every, everyone's oh, watching yeah, those, those pictures of the phone, like the phones in the crowd. And it's just like completely, <laughs> it's super, it's super insane. I don't know. It's really strange. It's really bizarre. Um, but it's that's like you're whole... not there unless you've filmed it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And then you imagine, and then you look at the crowd during Queen at Live Aid or something, and you're just like, "There's not one fucking phone," you know? Like exactly. Like what was That's that? That's insane. What was that mentality? You know? I know, and I, and how many people you know dip off Instagram for a minute and then come back on? They're like, "I'm done with Inst-, you know all this stuff." It's like it's got a hold on. It's got a hold on people sub like fully on their subconscious you know like this whole addiction and performance through these these platforms it's 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 i don't think it's not good for sure yeah i think it's just uh i mean again we're all we're all guilty of it right i mean like yeah is completely fucking you know like i you know i mean it's like what you said like with all of our labels and everything it's curated to fuck yeah so it's like so yeah we're all guilty of it in different levels but yeah it just gets to the point where it's just like if your whole fucking life is 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 dictated by how you it's going to be eventually portrayed that's always right. going to be in the back of your head yeah yeah maybe just go yeah, maybe just go you're, just you're go scared. skiing just go skiing and leave the shit at home well i know i, I mean, mean it's funny and then you hear about all you know and that's the other thing is that you you know i've got tons of fucking colleagues and friends and shit that are like always up to like really fucked up shit that you wouldn't know about unless they right. came in and small talked about it at the store, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> like what? Like, remember one of the, one of the, the best stories I heard was, um, there's a, an incredible documentary about, uh, um, about steep skiing that came out recently called steep. Mm-hmm. and one of the characters dies during it. Like, it's fucking insane. But anyways, um, uh, uh, what, yeah. So anyway, so the first, like, eighth of the documentary is the story of the, of the first guy in, in Jackson Hole that climbed, my brain just turned off, I can't remember the name of the mountain. But anyways, he climbed, right. like, this, he climbed this famous mountain that no one's ever skied. And the whole first, like, eighth of the documentary is just like this was the first dude to do something like this like he brought like he went up there with a couple of friends a couple of the friends halfway up were like 
no, dude, let's not do this. And then he was like, no, I'm going to keep going. And he hiked to the top of the mountain. And then I guess there was this massive avalanche and the friends just watched the avalanche go by and they're like, oh, there's our friend, you know, like dead. And they're all mountain climbers and shit. So they're all really used to death, you know? So they're just kind of like, eh. but anyways, I guess. And then he kind of skied up to them right after that and just kind of rolled up and they're like, oh shit, <laughs> like you did it. And he's like, yeah crazy i did it anyways and then and then i guess they were so fucked up by it that they got another friend of theirs you know back in the day when you just had a friend that could fly an airplane they flew an airplane up to take a picture of the of the ski tracks down the down the mountain right but they made it out to be be like this you know the craziest fucking thing that's ever been achieved by a human right and then i watched a couple of other things online of people that still do that mountain you know now it's almost like a semi-regular thing where people do it you know yeah but it's still a fucking day and just insane but anyways one of the characters on the on the on the steep documentary who's like cult as fuck like he brought skiing to alaska and he's just same thing like he's just addicted to he says he's addicted to gravitational pull like anyways and everything he skis has to be 50 degrees or else he just won't ski yeah but anyways i guess during the the commentary on the on on the documentary one of the people one of the guests doing the the commentary were just like yeah i was just at a a k2 or some sort of an industry meet recently and we all met at the at the at the convention center at noon and do and it was in jackson hole or whatever and dude did that in the morning that mountain <laughs> and they're like oh hey man what's up did you have did you sleep in did you did you have a good sleep this morning it's yeah his name's doug coombs uh-huh and he was like oh i just did the got up really early and did the thing this morning and they were like <laughs> what you know like just shit like that yeah you know like, he probably didn't take any pictures yeah just did it i respect you know? that i respect that too but but you know what not everyone is an artist and you're an artist. So that's, that makes the difference. I think you're an artist who transfers experience and ideas into some sort of product. And not every, most people don't do that. Most people are just, I think the difference between that and then doc documenting it just to be like, Hey everyone, look yeah. what I did. I mean, what's, what's ironic about that too, though, is that if it's just like, Oh, did you hear that? There's a, there's a sound artist in BC that's making albums about skiing sounds. You know, everyone would be like, Oh my God, it must be like majestic. Wow. Yeah. Like <laughs> the Alpine and the vistas and la, 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 and all this yeah. kind of shit. And they hear it and it's just like, you yeah. know, like what I want from it, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. yeah. So I like that part Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, because it's very incredibly personal, you know? Yeah. It's, Right? Totally. Like, That's love the sound of powder, you know, like a just f- great, you know, like we talked about last time. You know, there's obviously people that'll come back from some powder run just talking about the sound of it for two hours. Yeah. They have no interest in sound art at all. You know? Right. But yeah. But, anyways, I I do I do know what you mean, and I think I, yeah I I'm lucky enough that I can I you know I can like portray through various labels the way that I want it pulls something apart really personally. Yeah. Yeah. What about, so tell me, talk more about fear because 
you seem you seem to be very motivated by fear in general. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like everything. I mean, people still laugh. Like my boss, PD, laughs all the time. He's like when, like whenever we go on some sort of like skate trip or anything, it's like it's always classic that I'll be the first one that gets fucked up because I'll do something totally. I'll just forget that I'm 49 years old, you know, and I'll be like. And then even my brother, I remember fucking, we were at some, like, we were at some demo kind of re recently and I, and, and we're just kind of like picking out what spots we want to film at. And they, it's a brand new skate park and has this giant, like nine, 10 foot bowl in the corner. And my brother could see me roll up to the, <laughs> to the edge of it. And almost like a parent, he just yelled out, no, <laughs> <laughs> just, cause he knew that we had to get other shit done, you know, but. But I was, yeah, it was because I knew I was like, oh, yeah, I could deal with this, you know. But yeah, I knew I'd probably just get fucked up, like totally served, you know. But anyways, <laughs> but, but what yeah, about your attraction to is, like art and certain types of art or literature or film, like that? The fear or doc the fear or danger is seems to play. Yeah, I think it's, it's artists. Those, you know, artists really, you're attracted to. Everything always has to be not even edgy though. Like everything always has to be like. Like it's yeah, it's funny you bring that up because I've never really th thought about it. I mean, well, I have. I mean, people have people have told me, you know, but it's just like you always. Again, it goes it goes back to that documentary where it's just like you know a few documentaries where you don't. There's one guy in France that said you 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 don't you don't purely feel alive until everything is is outside of your head when you're concentrating because when you know that one action is either going to put is either going to put you in the hospital or you're or it'll achieve your goal you know so it's just like like one guy the one good quote on that steep documentary he says that all when i'm doing like a like a fucked up run or something so all i'm thinking about is turning i'm not thinking about anything else you know, and it's just like, and again, it's like when you're perched up on a 12 foot vert ramp or something and you're about to drop in, like you're not thinking about any, you know, anything else. Yeah. And you, and you, and you, and when you're sitting in the car after something like that and you, and then all of the other things you're supposed, supposed to be thinking about start creeping back into your head. I, I hope most of the population of the world gets to experience that, you know, like, yeah. be it whatever they do. Right. Yeah. But I think that's why, you know, people jog and do physical activity because it yeah. clears the head. But, but there is, there is those crazy fucked up moments where it's just like, 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 I mean, again, I've been in like a few kind of horrific motorbike accidents, like T-boned a taxi with my ex-girlfriend on the back and, Wow. And, and, you know, flew like 50 feet down the road, like rolling and everything. And that fucking moment where you like, where you strike and then fly and then go into like s skateboard and BMX mode where you're judo rolling or like yeah. ski mode when you're rolling down a hill. Like that moment is just like, uh. <laughs> you know, it's like. And that's a pretty intense moment to like re try to rel relive when yeah. you're not, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I guess it, it, in a weird way, things like that get, 
get addictive, you know, just being like, get, I mean, it's just getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Right. But through, for me, I guess it'd be mostly through like physical means, you know? Yeah. But I know what you mean. It's a, it feels like, but again, I don't want to f- sound like some edgy fucking extreme sports dude or whatever, but it's, just, but that's the thing, you know? It's like, yeah, for sure. And I guess, I mean, that probably largely correlates with people who grow up in societies where they're relatively safe, you know, where you don't, there are probably people who do experience that kind of like danger. They're not seeking it then after that. Cause like it's, it's war, it's, you know, it's, it's daily life. And then, but, Oh yeah. And then there's that part where it's just like, you're forced into a situation like yeah. war or whatever, or like yeah. a mugging whatever yeah right, where it's like, but um but i mean i mean it could also be because i've never drank or done drugs in my life ever you know sure. so it's like and i grew up in the woods I had this amazing life grow, growing up in the woods yeah like an hour out of town on a dirt road and like so but we had this incredible like like water skiing and cliff jumping and yeah lake culture and yeah. like BMXing and so everything in my life was just like how far can I push this before I really fuck myself up you know that's cool so when your whole life is based on that you know and then and then on top of that good old 1980s high school which you know is fucking very violent <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean it's not like schools are violent now but but it's just but you know so you know, there was still like skateboarder versus headbanger wars and shit. Sure. You know, you had to deal with that too. So it's just yeah. like, but yeah, I don't know. That might be a part of this, but it gets addictive. You know, it's like, it's like what I told you, like going all the way back now, it's like when I was perched halfway down that run during my brother's thing, I was like, I forgot how much I fucking need this. Yeah. You know, like, like I really fucking need to be scared. Sounds yeah. weird. Is there any direct correlation for you between that feeling and what you experience from harsh noise? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, that would be like the, the thing that all of us initially got out of harsh noise, especially would be like that massive fucking thunderous cracking tectonic plate, you know, just like getting your mind blown by just extreme sound or whatever. Right. So so yeah, that definitely, you know, like, because of, like I talked about in the last thing, it's just like, as a, everything had to be like absolutes for me mm-hmm. constantly. So I don't know if that was my obsessive tendencies or compulsive tendencies, but it's just like, um, yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I also, but what, what's neat for me is that I also, I also think about the way that I, I deconstruct and contemplate sound now is just a further example of that where it's like pushing like how, how, how much can you like kind of stare into the abyss of this, of these cracks and crevices and <laughs> before it starts staring back, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That kind of so it's so, so for me, it's still very much like thunderous cracking, harsh noise. It's just, you know, yeah. He's been like really pulled apart and dug into. Do you think you are as absolute as you could be 
with your harsh noise. Listen to the full two-and-a-half-hour interview with Sam now at patreon.com slash noise. Sam goes deep into a lot of topics, including his forthcoming pedal being released by THFX and some of his other custom-built gear, advice for newer harsh noise artists, some of his favorite films of all time, and many, many more. By supporting White Centipede Noise podcast at just 5 euros per month, you get access to this full interview, as well as a lot of other exclusive WCN-TV content like this. 5 euros is less than a sandwich, less than a beer, and less than a noise tape, and it goes a really long way in ensuring the existence of the show. So head over to patreon.com slash white centipede noise now and check out the rest of this fascinating interview.